Hey friends, it's Corey Andrew Powell here, letting you know it's time to treat yourself with an exclusive Motivational Mondays deal at the NSLS shop. Listeners get 20% off shop-wide with the code MONDAYS. That's M-O-N-D-A-Y-S. Need a new coffee tumbler? Or perhaps you want to keep it classy with a new hardcover notebook? Well, get them on sale. Listen, with this deal, I'm tempted to trade in my bow tie collection for one of those cute NSLS hoodies. And don't forget, use code MONDAYS at checkout. That's M-O-N-D-A-Y-S. Enjoy that 20% off at shop.nsls.org. And stay motivated, leaders. Stay motivated. Welcome to Motivational Mondays. I'm your host, Max Erzak, and joining us for part two of our interview is C.C. Morkin. If you haven't already listened to last week's episode, I encourage you to start there. We discuss C.C.'s rise to the top, all the valuable lessons she learned along the way, and her advice for students just starting off their careers. In celebration of International Women's Day, I'm honored to be joined by the CEO of Headspace, one of the world's most popular wellness apps helping millions of people calm their mind, take control of their stress. It is my honor to introduce the new leader of Headspace and one of the most accomplished executives in the tech industry, Cece Morgan. What makes a great leader? What skills do we need to learn along the way to become great leaders? I think it's recognizing that our job as leaders is to bring out the greatness and the genius in others. I think it's about learning the value of team, that it's what we do together uh, as opposed to what any one player does. And so this discipline around hiring a team that will be all-star versus an all-star team. I think it's about recognizing that life is a journey, not a destination. So seeing that everyone has the opportunity to grow as long as they want to. No one's ever fixed in a certain place. And I think it's, it's bringing forward our humility and, you know, showing that it's okay to say, I don't know, and I might need some help. Uh, I think that gives everybody the opportunity to see that leaders are human. And you know what? That actually allows people to say, I can be that too, see what she just did. I can do that too. And that, that inspires the next generation. And then the piece that I would mention that I'll be candid with, it is the one I struggle with and that's to do less better. Um, you know, I think generally we take on too much and then, uh, we don't do anything well enough. And so cutting back and cutting back more and cutting back to what's the one thing that really matters. And let me be great at that one thing. Let me get that one thing done today. Um, I think that's an area that all, at least I know I could do better at. And I think most teams could, and it's the role of the leader to say, what's the one thing. That actually brings up a a really interesting point. How can people get better at saying no? Like anything, it's a habit that we have to learn to build. So we have to start by saying no. And one of the things that we encourage our team to do, and by the way, I'm not saying we're there, um, is when somebody brings you something and says, hey, can you do this? You, the resp- and especially if it was a leader, I'm happy to do that. What would you like me to stop? So here's the list of priorities I have. We're not allowed to have more than five. So you pick which one you would like to take off. And so I think if leaders start to role model that, you know, we've now started to say, here's our priorities and here's the things we decided to stop doing. So we have to just articulate that out. I had somebody say to me uh, something that I thought was great that I may have said earlier, which is if you can't get through everything in your day, then you haven't picked the critical few, which I think is, I think is great. So it's constantly 
reprioritizing and relooking, but it's also when something new comes, you just have to get comfortable saying no. I've heard you say that 10 out of 10 times you would hire someone who was a learn-it-all rather than a know-it-all. Can you elaborate on this? I believe that, again, all of us are a work in progress, and so we all have things to learn and to get better. And if you are if you believe you have all the answers, it's very difficult for new information to get in. And what that means is you became stagnant. You, you're the best you're ever going to be if that's who you are as a know-it-all. If you're the one that fires off all the answers in the meeting and you never say, tell me about that. What, what do you mean by that? Should we go explore? Could we run an experiment and learn and see if we're right? Could we stop talking and actually get out of the building and go see if this works? then you're starting to expand your horizons. But the person that sits there and just fires off the answers, well, then they're done learning. And that means that's all we're going to get. And I don't know anyone who wants to be that person. From a leadership perspective, how do you motivate those around you to get them to believe in your mission and follow your vision? The best visions are about others. So if you think about ours, improve the health and happiness of the world. It's pretty hard not to get behind wanting to make a difference in that. Then you unpack, how did I get to the strategy and the priorities of that? And it develops something called shared consciousness. And this actually comes from General McChrystal. Um, when when uh, you know he was leading the various forces in the Afghan war. And shared consciousness is important because it means we all have the same pieces of information that way you understand how we got to this strategy and priorities. When you don't unpack that for people, then they're left wondering what was going on in your mind. So it's this, it's this um, transparency around, here's how I'm making the decisions I'm making. And I find that's what gets people on board. And then as soon as you've got that done, you're enabling them to take it forward and, and let them be accountable for, for carrying it forward. And, Give them a stretch goal to go after. Did you have mentors in your life who helped you get to this point? And how can people find their own mentors to help guide them? Yes, I definitely had mentors. Um, whether they were official or not is a different story, but they're people that I admired and I watched and I read their work and I continue to read their work. Um, and, and I continue to stay in touch with them. And, you know, it's like any relationship to me. Most people, um, if you ask them to be a mentor for you, you need to be clear on what you want them to be a mentor for. So when someone just asks me if I'd be a mentor, I need to understand, am I a good fit for you? You know, what are you trying to accomplish? And if you can be clear on that, then, then most people are happy to do that if they understand with clarity what you want done or say, you know, that's not going to be something that I'm going to be the best person for. But let's talk about who might be. Let's talk about those characteristics. And so I think um, I think asking is a is a huge form of flattery. Um, but I think it needs to be done with clarity. Like, what do you actually want to get out of this? Because it's an investment on both parties. Let's take you back in time. Knowing the success you've reached today, what would you have changed along the way to get to this point quicker? I would have learned humility faster. I think when you are first starting out, and, and candidly, I've never asked for any of the roles I got. 
Um, so I probably moved into some of them insecure that I was ready, which I think is different than if you asked for the role. And so I probably tried to show that I had all the answers. And I mentioned this earlier and I would have, I would have embraced humility and vulnerability sooner. You just mentioned a, an interesting point there. Can you talk to me a little bit about imposter syndrome? How do you suggest people fight that feeling of thinking they don't belong or they're not prepared for this situation? They don't have the tools to handle the situation. I go back to this growth mindset and learning to appreciate yourself because every one of us has genius in us. Every single one of us, we have that thing. That's our genius. And one of the things that we do is we identify that in each of our leaders. So their peers identify, this is the thing about you that I think is your special power. Um, that the rest of us are going to leverage from you. And then we also go through and, and do a assessment first of ourselves and then of others to say, and this is the thing that I think you have an opportunity to work on. And then we are super clear with everyone that that's what it is. So everyone knows what you're working on. Like I published mine and it's funny, the first time I ever published even a review of mine, somebody said, you publish your review? And it's like, well, it's not like you guys don't know what my faults are. Um, so why shouldn't I just be candid with you that I know too, and I'm working on them. And I think when you get to that level of, you know, appreciate yourself for what you are, accept when people and ask what your genius is, and then talk about the things that you're working on, then you get to this comfort level of, we're all a work in progress and I'm going to lean into the things that are my strengths and I'm going to work on the things or I'm going to lean on other people for the areas that I have an opportunity on. But it's sort of, it's sort of a vulnerability aspect of accepting that we're always on a journey to be a better version of ourselves. And how do you actually identify your own unique strengths? How do you find that superpower? I I, personally, I ask others, So I I like to ask others what they see and then look for the commonality in that. And then I I lean into that because it goes back to the self and other focus. It's really not important what I think about myself. It's really important what others think I'm adding. So I like the feedback from others. What is one thought you want our audience to walk away with? What is some actionable advice? I'm going to be pretty consistent here, Max. And since we're talking a lot of this group to students um, who will be future leaders, which by the way, is what gives me the most hope in our future is looking at the youth of today and where they'll take us going forward. And that causes me to say, continually strive to find your purpose. You know, it may change over time, But if you find that thing that is bigger than yourself and the place that you want to make a difference, again, to me, that's what leadership is all about. That's how you'll get to leadership. And and leadership isn't about the title. Leadership isn't necessarily about leading people. It's the degree of impact you can have. And you can have that impact, I think, most strongly if you find your purpose at any given time. Cece, thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with us today, for being a role model to millions of young women around the world, and for all that you're doing to promote the conversation around mental health. It has been an absolute pleasure. It has for me as well, Max. This is a great organization. Thanks for having me. 
Absolutely. And as a final question, how can people get started with mindfulness and meditation? Is downloading the free Headspace app the first step? Should they check out the new Netflix special? Thank you for asking. You know, I think both of those are great. So I, I would watch the Netflix special. It's a great, easy way to do it. Please download the app. There's a free trial in it. We also have a discount for students, which is, you know, less than $10. So all of those would be, would be great. And I hope you enjoy it. And by the way, watch John Legend because we launch with him on Monday. And as Cece mentioned, as an added bonus for all of our listeners still in college, there is a special student discount that you can take advantage of right away. Just follow the link in the description below to get Headspace for just $9.99 for the entire year. And I also encourage all of our listeners to watch The Headspace Guide to Meditation, a fantastic new series now playing on Netflix. As always, thank you everyone for joining us today. We'll see you next week on Motivational Mondays.